The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. And now your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls, Nate Newton, and Bill Jones. And we thought it never rained in Southern California, but that got dismissed this morning when it came down pouring for about five minutes, Nate Newton, as we get going here on Mick Shots on DallasCowboys.com. Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton here in training camp where the tennis courts are soaking wet. Nate? You know what? I was saying my prayers at that time, right? And I actually thought, I said, who has thrown some food up on my, <laughs> I said, up on my balcony? Cause I keep hearing, bah, 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 bah. and I'm thinking, I'm thinking seagulls just pattering around out there. You know what I'm saying? Then I open my, I'm like, God, God, it rained. <laughs> In the midst of all these prayers, it rained. I was walking back from my yeah. workout, and I was just crossing the the parking lot, and I felt a couple drops. And right. I said, okay, that's cool. We're going to get wow. uh, a few sprinkles, right? Yes. And by the time I got to the stop of the steps to go in my room, it's pouring down rain. Wow. Lasted all of five minutes. And y'all can't see our equipment out here. It was saved by Josh and, and, and by Chris Beam, our producer. It was saved. Oh, Josh? Yeah. So they saved our equipment. Me and Mick would have been blanked out today. Or we would have been sitting in wet seats, right? Yes. They took care of us. So, they took care of us. Anyway, uh, that's the weather report from Oxnard, California, as we uh, get going here on Mick Shots, brought to you by Miller Lite. And this will be Lite. our last show of the week since uh, our next day uh, to do the podcast would be Friday. But we are taking off around 10 o'clock in the morning to uh, head to LAX and head home for the Cowboys' first uh, preseason game. The Cowboys had a padded practice uh, yesterday on Tuesday. Was a kind of a long practice, Nate. Yes, they did. Yes, it was a long practice. And you one thing I, I've noticed, and um, we're you know they got pads on. Yes, They're sir. not supposed to be tackling, but I'm seeing a lot of contact out there, especially in some of the special teams drills. As a matter of fact, Mickey, this is this is where I tell young guys and I tell veteran guys protect yourself. The competition for the first time and I don't know how many years, even with Coach McCarthy the last two years, the competition is so high. The stress levels are up. Now, you may not see a lot of fisticuffs, but guys are fighting for the bottom half of the roster. This last 20 players, the coaches has overemphasized, hey, guys, we're going to give you opportunity. You may only get one rep or two reps per uh, session, but you're going to have to show us something. Some guys are taking it right up to the edge, and sometimes they're going over. Yeah, I, and, and I notice when they, when they, they do like three-on-three three yes, special teams, special mm-hmm. teams, yes. and they're going down to cover a kickoff or cover a punt, they're, they're starting to hit. Now, yeah. not tackling the ball carrier, but jostle with the guys that, uh, that are trying to block or get away from blocks. See, when you are Stephen, uh, the guy's – John. John Stevens. John, when you're that guy, or you are even, um, <clears throat> what's our number two pick a couple of years, a corner, Joseph. Right. 
you have to understand, Joseph understands who he is. He is here because of great special teams. Right. So when he is locking up with guys, he's trying to show the coach that I'm still your guy. And our C.J. Goodwin is another guy. These guys are not playing. This is their job. So when you come lollygagging down the field, they're going to be very physical with you. And what that made, that sets a tone. And the young players be like, okay, maybe I can be that guy. Because a lot of these guys already know, Mick, that they're on the practice squad. Right. They don't want to stay on the practice squad. They want to be elevated to always having a shot at that 53-man roster come game day. So it's getting physical, and it's good. Our competition always brings out the best. And and these these types of guys, and we'll get into it later in the show, uh, the preseason games will be big. I know yes. everybody goes, ah, preseason game, they're not going to play any starters. But we'll get into some guys uh, that uh, we think you should probably foul. Now, <clears throat> a couple things happened in practice yesterday, and I'm, I'm really amused by it sometimes. So... When the Cowboys kickers struggled yes, on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, combined, they made uh, 10 of 21 kicks. So that would have been Tristan Vizcaino uh, and uh, Brandon Aubrey. It was big headline in, in the paper, yes, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next day when they released Vizcaino, um, and they, they did it about Five minutes after our, I think our show finished, right? Yes, yes sir. Um, that was another big headline. Rookie kicker, only one left, right? Well, yesterday, Brandon Aubrey, the only kicker left, the, the rookie, former soccer player, hit 11 of 11 field goals. You know where that showed up in the paper? Briefly, at the bottom of the notes that he made 11 of 11 field goal attempts and I, w- I just laughed because I know what the Cowboys were trying to do and and people really don't understand the win situation here for these guys the, the, the field goals over on the next field over there they, they were the ruin of many a kicker out here because <laughs> of the way the wind blows yes. into them right and not only in their face but it swirls up top and you got to be careful you got to kick a a really uh, strong ball to power through, <clears throat> power through, and if you don't do that, that thing's blowing all over the place. So a good day for Brandon Aubrey. Uh, all his kicks were between, uh, I, and I get it, 33 and 43 yards, but he made every one of them. And what they were trying to do is reestablish some confidence. You know, my 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 deal is this, man. And last year when you first brought that up, I, I started laughing. And, you know, that was my running joke with you. Right. You know? But this year I paid more attention. Facing the field, the left goal post. If I'm, if I'm a kicker, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris. The left goal post facing the field, I would not kick over there if I'm a kicker. If they tell bring, them I'm if not they kicking bring there. me in here. <laughs> Because I think we've probably gotten gotten rid of some pretty decent kickers. Right. But that left goal post over there, you can see right now no wind. But every now and then you'll see it swirling up the flags swirling right. up top. And I'm saying, is it that much difference in 20 feet? And it is. Because both of these guys are capable kickers. But not on that, not on that far goal post. And I, and I don't believe in curses. But – 
it don't work over there. The ruin of many a yeah. kicker, I'll tell you. And the funny thing, yesterday, uh, when they started getting ready to kick, I was getting ready to mm -hmm. walk around so I can see the distance, right? Yes, yes. And Todd Archer, ESPN uh, Cowboys, uh, was already over there on the sideline, and he motioned to me, stay there. So I stood underneath the goalpost, right, right? Uh, at the crossbar. And when I'm standing there looking at him kicking, I could feel the wind on right. my back. Right, but right. up top, those ribbons were kind of hardly moving, and I'm right. going, I know it's windy up there because right. I could feel it. But anyway, Brandon Aubrey uh, had a, a really good day, uh, good confidence, and... Uh, He's kind of got, it, it's funny, a lot of these kickers, the ones that were uh, successful for the Cowboys, the Chris Bonios, the Dan Baileys, Marr, they all kind of got that same personality. They're, they're very uh, low-key, uh, they don't say much, and it's all about the next kick. Well, yeah. this guy hasn't played that much football, right? Right, right. And when he kicks on... Saturday, that'll be the first time he kicks in an NFL game competition. Right, right. Because he was in the USFL. But he's just like those guys. When we did the interview with him, and, and they were talking about, you know, you know the pressure's on, and he goes, I got to flush the last kick, and it's about the next kick. It's about the next day. You got to forget what's happened, good or bad. And I'm going, I think I heard that before. Yeah. So yeah, somebody's yeah. taught him. Yes. Uh, how to be, I think. Yeah, the mindset. I mean, I, I never was a kicker. It never was uh, good enough or athletic enough. I tried kicking a couple of times, but I was a straight-ahead type guy. So, uh, But uh, I'm just going to leave it up to uh, uh, Coach Fossil. He always seems to find a guy. Right. You know, our, our problem has been when a guy goes on a bad streak, we take a little too long to react sometimes. But other than that, he always seems to find the guy. So they want to see. And, you know, talking with him, I mean, he was a soccer player, and somebody asked him about the pressure playing soccer. But the pressure playing soccer, you got to make the team, but it's still a you're in the yeah. middle of a team deal. Right, you're not right. out. The only time in soccer you're out by the, yourself is the penalty kick, yes, right? Yes, right. And, um, and I'm sure those guys think they should make every one of them, right? Not everybody's messy, right? And so um, it took him a while to get that final championship, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, that was the, the, the kicking deal. Uh, the other thing from practice, and we probably should dispel that, um, the center, Tyler Biotis, rolled his right ankle, uh, left for a while. Um, my understanding is he, he'll be fine. Yes. Uh, and they'll give, you know, today it's a walkthrough practice, so they won't do much. They probably won't do a heck of a lot on Thursday. Friday will be a, an off day to travel, and so and he's not playing in the game on Sunday. I, I mean, Saturday, I wouldn't think. And the other one that uh, caused the stir was Mozzie Smith. Missed practice yesterday. Uh, he went to do an MRI on his knee. And anytime you hear MRI and knee, it's never right. really a good thing. Well, uh, he ended up participating in the evening walkthrough. Um, I was told that it's basically a little bit of tendonitis, and it's really nothing to be worried about. He just had some discomfort, and anytime your first-round draft choice has a little discomfort, there's probably a I don't want to say overreaction, but yeah, you're that's gonna what be, it was. You're going to be cautious, right? When you got tendonitis, 
that's something ain't gonna, it, it only going to get worse over the years, not not in no recent. Right. Yeah, not, and you, and the only quick. thing that you got to yeah. rest it, right? Rest. Uh, so, anyway, uh, he should be fine. I would imagine he plays on Saturday, too. You know, he needs he needs to ramp up. Uh, some guys going to need more, but he's going to be your guy on first and second down. And talking to Coach Quinn, they, they really is trying to hammer that home to him, too start getting his steps right. I talked to the uh, Coach Floyd, the defensive uh, line coach, and he said, Nate, this kid say, I, I'm getting to believe him when he say he don't like football, but he like beating on other men. I mean, he does a great job of beating on other men. We just got to get him his technique down. Right. And get him to believe that if you beat this guy, why not go on and tackle the back? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Don't <laughs> so, just yeah. worry about holding up a double team. Right, right. right. Now we yes, need sir. to make some tackles right. yes, sir. in the backfield. So, uh, if that was a scare, it shouldn't be a scare. Right. Uh, he was fine. Um, see who else missed. Uh, pro- oh, I know it was uh, the uh, wide receiver, David Durden, uh-huh. uh, rookie free ag- okay. agent. Mm-hmm. He uh, caught a diving touchdown pass and a deep ball in one of their situations where it was fourth and something. Mm. Uh, it, but he, when he landed, his head hit the ground. Wow. Uh, so I would imagine he's in concussion protocol. Um, they um, they brought him into the tent, and he didn't practice again. And I would imagine he, he doesn't play on Saturday. Oh. And he was starting to have a really good camp, too, kind of an unknown guy. Uh, I think he was a uh, baseball player, mm. and he gave up uh, baseball to uh, try his a hand at football. He played at West Florida. Uh, so oh, uh, boy. it's probably Division Two, yeah. Um, and so uh, yeah, that was the one injury that I think they were worried about. Uh, also, uh, Wanye Thomas uh, kind of got run into during special teams drill. Uh, they brought him off and started doing the eye test uh, f- for concussion protocol. Not like before, Nick, when they said. How many fingers do I yeah, have up, yeah, right? Well, right? And so, uh, but he went back and, and finished practice. So from an injury standpoint, uh, Schoonmaker was out there actually in pads and took some reps, uh, made a nice diving catch um, in one of the situations. And Tony Pollard, uh, they expect him to be back today. Um, he uh, was uh, witnessing the birth uh, of his first child. Uh, so from an injury standpoint, um, Jordan Lewis is still doing rehab work. Maybe next week. I think he's starting to get uh, closer to getting back out here. And uh, he's going to have some work to do, by the way, uh, when he comes back out. Because Deron Bland's kind of solidified himself as uh, solidified himself as the third corner. And Eric Scott is making moves. And Nashawn Wright, they're giving a lot of um, reps to. So you're smiling. Do you think he's in trouble? Nah, nah, my boy. He'll he'll come through this if he's physically ready. Mm-hmm. Because some guys are so mentally strong and so hyped, right? That they that they, they, they they'll fit right back back in. But what what I like about this competition is sometimes Jordan Lewis is trying to do his own thing uh-huh. and he gets him in trouble. But now he knows that he's got a thin line for mistakes, so he's gonna be even ultra focused, even more focused. So. I'm looking for this thing to crank up if he can get back out there and get into a normal rhythm because we don't know if they're going to 
you know, give him a little bit, take him out. You know how they do that. And they got to do a yes. ramp up, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Well, the ramp up for Scootmaker wasn't very long. No, no, he's a young blood. He's a young yeah. blood. He's, he's big. He's physical. The, the dude is huge. The dude could play some tackle for real. If he, if he so desired, right. he probably could play some tackle, man. And, and that's what they need from these tight ends, right? Yes, yes. I mean, sir. I always thought last year that Ferguson was their best blocking tight end. Uh, and he's having a nice camp. Hendershot's having a nice camp. Um, you mentioned John Stevens. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about him as one of the players to watch. But also the other big deal out of training camp was that Trayvon Diggs had two interceptions of Dak Prescott. Uh, Leighton Vanderish had another one. So two of the three interceptions, by the way, uh, and one was on a, a deep ball into that stupid wind, right. right? Came up a little bit short. Um, and the one, the one that was down the sideline mm -hmm. on the other way, he was throwing a CD. CD just kind of gave up on the ball like it was going out of bounds. And, and, and then it didn't go out of bounds, and there was Diggs ma making a catch. Let me, let me, you know, Mick, I think, you may care a little bit more than me because I always look at practice as what it is, and it's only practice. Fans don't look at it as practice. They look at it as a continuation of the game. Right. And uh, you shouldn't do that. Do we need to get out of here and get into it? Uh, no, break? I think we're good. So and, go ahead. Finish your and, thought. But if Dak throws a bad ball, and I, I'm always looking at the situation, who the players was, and why he may have done that. Right. So once I figure that out, then then I become critical or non-critical. And when a receiver stops on you for whatever reason, he felt he got held, uh, he ran a bad route, that's not your fault. Uh, but, you know, but if, if the DB makes a play on your ball and it's there for the receiver too, it's just who wanted the, the worst. And uh, I don't judge a quarterback until the games start. And when he started playing, then I would start judging him. But a young guy, I may judge because you don't take chances or you just don't sling balls out there because you're trying to make the team. Dak is working. We don't know what he's working on during that day. Well, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do. You don't know what he's working on because I do it as an offensive line. I need to work on my left hand today. I need to work on my inside power step. So whenever I get these opportunities, which are few, I do. And we don't know what Dak is working on. We don't know what him and the receivers are working on. So I'd be patient out here in, in training camp. Just Nate. That's just and, my opinion. And, and a lot of times when the quarterback's looking at it and he's thinking, okay, this is a 50-50 opportunity, right. he's going to throw the ball. Yes. He's going to give It's practice, right? You right. try to test yourself on fitting into right. a small right. uh, target or give the receiver a chance to make a nice play. Now, what didn't get reported the whole time are the two times that Dak burned Trayvon Diggs on deep passes that would have been a touchdown. One to Michael Gallup mm. that Diggs must have gambled on because right. he was open by 10 yards. Yes, he was. Right? And then there was one to Cooks uh, on, on, a, on a deep ball uh, that he beat Diggs. So no one talks about those it's just like the field goals where we started right yeah it's like well we talk about the misses but 
yeah, he made 11 out of 11, big deal. Well, how many times does, does Dak connect on a deep pass uh, that ends up being a touchdown and, and Diggs is beaten? Uh, but he's making nice plays. That's good, right? This is a team thing, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's competition all the time. And Dak is a great player. Diggs is a great player. CeeDee Lamb is coming into his own, uh, getting up on that status. So, you, you know, Cooks is smooth. And so, you know – like I said, I, I look at here and I take practice with a grain of salt because situational football out here is a little bit different in the game. If he was doing this in the game, believe me, we would all be in an uproar. But this is not a game. This is practice where he's trying to better himself. And, and believe me, I talked to Dak yesterday. He knows and sees and hears all. Yeah. He's very aware. And uh, but he but he also understands that he has to get better uh, at what he's doing. And sometime out here. Yes, you take that chance. All right, that's Nate Newton. I'm Mickey Spagnola. Uh, more on Cowboys training camp coming up on Mick Shots. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. <sighs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. K 
K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. And we continue on Mix Shots presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Nate, it says it's Miller time. Yeah, man, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm drinking my water. Yeah, I just kind of gave up the drinking maybe eight, nine years ago, and I've had enough Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough Miller to cover three or four people, bro. And yeah. we continue here on Mix Shots out in Oxnard, California, where we had a little uh, runaway shower this morning. Uh, tennis courts, but it rained enough. There's puddles on the tennis courts. Oh, yeah, here. man. It's flatland out here, so it holds water. It holds water. The little bit they get, it holds for a minute. I mean, even the fields are damp. Yeah, so, I bet the fields liked it, right? Yeah, they're like, man. Sort of like at home. The only water the grass gets is what comes out of the ground, not for what real. goes into it, right? <laughs> for I wonder real. was the last time it rained back home. Man, Wiley is cursed. I mean, it, we've had it go all the way up to the edge of Murphy, mm -hmm. and it's like you see, say, uh, Wiley City Limits, and down a drop of rain is on that side. I'd be like, Wow, we curse, baby. Goes on the other side of the, yeah. the line. Stays right? on the Murphy, then jump over and goes to Lake Levon. Um, anything else in practice that uh, jumped out at you uh, yesterday? I just need, Mick, for our offensive line to set the tempo. The first two days of padded practice, they set the tempo. Uh huh. But lately here, it's been – the defense that is set in the tempo. And once again, I, I talked to Dan Quinn. Well, I don't really talk to him. I shoot little statements out, and he'll throw them back, and we'll keep walking. Right. And I said, Coach, for a few days, I was worried about the defense. I said, these last three, what has happened? Have you been cussing them out, talking to them <laughs> hard, saying whatever? He said, no, Nate. They just understands as we put the system in and put little tweaks in, it may not look good at first, but as they go over and over, they get better and faster. And so their tempo has been set in the practice tempo. You notice even in pressure when it's linebackers and everybody's in and, they, and Dak has got so many seconds to get it out, it's four reps before we can get into any tight rhythm. We cannot have that. You, you're practicing wrong. What we need to be able to do as offensive line is to make sure our quarterback is not backpedaling while he's throwing those first few reps so he can get confident confidence in the front his receivers because they do seven on seven uh, in, uh red zone seven on seven and he's do, 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 he's 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 sharp but then when he's get he gets into the team aspect of it sometimes he's not as sharp and he uh and he's a little bit off kilter because of that pressure right up front. right now, i understand that number 11 can probably go Right over there to minnesota wreck their practice go to washington and wreck there i know who number 11 is but we're starting to have leakage from the middle, too. So our guys in the middle have to be very confident in what they're doing because Coach Solari is doing a great job of teaching them technique. When you have a great player, and I'll use Leon Lett, he was my nemesis. His arms was this much longer than mine. And so I always struggled with him. But I believed in my technique that if I work my technique, work my technique and fight him as hard as I can, I would – I would get better. And, and over time, I did get better. So these guys, I'm telling them, just keep working your technique, keep fighting, and it'll change over. You know, so you can, so our quarterback can feel good, so our, so our tackles 
cannot have to pray two ways, the inside and the outside. They can just pray for the outside. So I'm praying it would get better. I'm praying that uh, Coach Salar, with all of his energy, would get it in these young guys' mind. And, and um, preseason is big. We don't know who our starting our uh, inside right guard is. We don't know who that guy is right now. We don't know who the, the swing tackle is. So this is big for these young guys. And I, and I know that these coaches are being honest with them. Like, fellas, we need for y'all to, to be the best you can be. So at one point yesterday, without Zach Martin here, mm-hmm. and then at one point they, were, they didn't go uh, heavy with Tyron and Tyler mm-hmm. out on the left side. Right. So they were giving them sort of a break. And then Biotish hurts his ankle. Yes. And I'm looking out there, and it's like four of the five offensive linemen on the first team were basically backups. Yes. Because you've got Ball working at right guard in place of Zach Martin. The only starter out there at one point was Steele. Yes. And I'm sitting there going, well, no wonder there's pressure on Dak. Because one of those deep balls, mm. actually two of them, uh, there were people in his face, and if it was a game, he probably would have thrown the ball away. Right. But these guys, uh, it was like, okay, now it, good and bad. Bad that it kind of messes up practice because you're going up against the Cowboys' defensive starters, but good that these guys are getting reps because, as you say, they've got to figure out who's the backup guard, who's the backup center, who's the backup tackle, and these guys are getting a lot of of reps out there. I was going to ask you about one guy that caught my eye. It was there. Um, I think he was the fifth round pick. Uh, awesome, awesome, uh, awesome Richards. Uh, you, oh, you're talking about number 76. 76. Left guard. Right. Uh, he, the, the thing with these young guys is they have never dealt with this type of speed. Uh-huh. Especially the guys are just as big as them much more knowledgeable at this time. So they're not, they're not used to the speed. So when I, when I, whenever I see Mr. Richards struggle, just much like uh, Smith did, I mean, what's our last Tyler. Tyler. Tyler did last year, speed. Speed will always get you because that's where technique has to come in. And so he's doing okay. Uh, T.J. Bass is doing okay. You know, people say, ah, I saw him get through on his neck. Yeah. Everybody get through on their neck as rookies the majority of the time, unless you was a Tyron Smith. You didn't get through on your neck. So uh, everybody goes through it. Everybody gets knocked over. Everybody has to learn that, okay, what I did at Nebraska ain't happening here in Dallas Cowboys football camp. What I have to do is be a better technician, keep my behind. They can do, but I, I caution everybody, until the second uh, preseason game, don't start judging these guys because the first preseason game, they're going to see the speed because all of the other great players around the league, young or old, is going to be in there, and they're going to get a full blast of the speed. Now they're they trying to figure it out while they're trying to go wide open. So the plays are going to be simple. They're going to let you try to use your athletic ability. Then the next preseason game, you'll be like, okay, no matter who it is, you know the speed of it. Now you feel freer in the heart to play. It's a growing process, Mick. So with those young guys that are out there, I've noticed that uh, they've moved 
uh, Josh Ball from tackle to guard. Yes. And, and he seems to be acclimating a little bit better now. It's hard. I, I mean, he's six, space seven, kills. six, eight. But still, space kills some guys. And I'll give you a perfect example. All of you uh, true Cowboy fans that know the history a little bit, Kevin Gogan started out as a right tackle. Right. And they moved him into right guard because space kills. I, you got, people don't understand the foot work between a tackle and a guard. You, you can get guys like uh, the president, Zach Martin. You can get Larry Allen, guys like that who's just so gifted, uh, athletically gifted. But then you get guys like Eric Williams, left tackle, whew, it wasn't nice. Uh-huh. Right tackle, he couldn't be stopped. He was premier. He was it. So everybody don't fit everywhere. And that's, that's why I'm cautious when people start saying, well, just put him over there at left guard. Uh, let's, you know what I'm saying? When you have a, uh, a Taylor, a Tyler Smith, am I pronouncing that right? Tyler. Tyler. I don't know why I'm Tyler and Tyron. It's not easy. I, I hate that they're both on the same side. But anyway, I, mean, I like that they're on the same side, but the names get me. You're fortunate that you got a guy that you drafted in the first round that can play both. Yeah. That he can play both positions. And probably would be good over time, equally good for a number of years at both positions. But one day it's going to come a time where he ain't going to be good at both. And so we have to find out which one he is best at, let him get good at that, and stick another guy in there because we're forgetting about Fonniak. Yes, and they're trying to figure out is he the backup center or is he the backup guard? He, he's both. I, I'm beginning to believe this right here. I don't see a vast improvement because even my, I have to remind myself, I cannot judge right now uh, Ball or Walesco. Well, 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 yeah. I cannot judge these guys until they've been given an opportunity to play. Right. Walesco has to play right tackle and has to get two preseason games in. Josh Ball has to get two preseason games. Now, if they're giving him a Oh, only two. No, to give these guys a half this first game. And then the next game, give them a half. Let them get in a rhythm. Let them play. Because if you don't and they just get touches of it, then get get out, they haven't learned. They, they, they haven't got no muscle memory. They can't. They can see it on film, but they body didn't really get a chance to feel it. Right. And so we got to give these guys a chance to feel it. So we may not see uh, a lot of T.J. Bass or a lot of uh, Richardson. The first, the first game. But the second game, we may see more of them because if these two guys I spoke on earlier say looking good, you're like, okay, they're getting it. Now we can take them out early and give these guys a chance. And that's a good uh, tease for where we're going with our next segment. Guys to watch coming up in Saturday's preseason game against Jacksonville, 4 p.m., AT&T Stadium. We'll do that next here on Mix Shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To mixed shots. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football? Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year. Presented by Captain Morgan and win exclusive prizes plus a trip to the Super Bowl. What? what? Plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. I'm going to nominate myself or another today <laughs> at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. I'm telling you, I'm the biggest fan beside, well, Mike Irvin, I nominate him. Yeah, so, yeah, the do this, fan of the year, 2023, brought to you by Captain Morgan. Take a shot, Mick. And that's Nate Newton <laughs> at his best here on Mick Shots. we got a few minutes left, and we're going to get you uh, ready for Saturday's preseason game uh, at AT&T Stadium against Jacksonville. The Cowboys uh, are treating that as an away game the yes. way they would. They'll f uh, take off on Friday, uh, go to the game Saturday, and return to Oxnard immediately after the game, which is one of the reasons why the game's starting at 4 o'clock, so we can get back here at a decent time, like maybe midnight. Right? Yeah, and, and they'll be off that Sunday to get a good rest and be ready for probably a padded practice Monday, maybe. It's just Nate and Mick talking. All right, so we're going to give you a few guys uh, to keep an eye on, maybe younger guys. Um, Nate brought up John Stevens earlier in the show, rookie, uh, undrafted free agent from uh, Louisiana. Yes, sir. It used to be you la la, right? Yeah, Louisiana, so we'll, we'll start with tight ends. Uh, but my question is, Ferguson won't play. Uh, will you think Luke? I don't think Schoonmaker. He may not play. Yeah. Peyton Henner's shot may not play. So we're looking at Sean McKeon, John Stevens, Princeton Fant, and Seth Green. Those are the guys, but I'm looking at uh, Stevens and uh, Fant to see okay. what these two guys are going to do. And Stevens is interesting. Uh, he, Athlete. He was, he was a wide receiver. Yes. Uh, at Louisiana, and what turned it over? What's what's his dimensions? Yes, he, he's probably about six four, six five, two forty nine. Number forty nine, 
John Stevens, tight end, 6'6", 245, 23 years of age, rookie, Louisiana, undrafted free agent, 23. And he told me, because I was, when I see him out here, I mean, he keeps flashing, right? Yeah, all And big he's time. big, right? Right. And I'm going, how did you end up at Louisiana? And, and he said, well, I had offers from TCU, uh, Arizona State, and Florida State. Mm -hmm. But the guy that he was following was Billy Napier. Right. And he was going to Louisiana be right. the head coach. Now, okay. he ended up, I think, getting hired somewhere in Florida, one of the Florida right. schools. Anyway, he went to Louisiana for that. And uh, uh, so, but I, there's something, I mean, they may not play him much. They probably want to get him on the practice squad. So keep an eye on that. Okay, another guy that um, I'm going to be interested in is Eric Scott, the sixth-round draft choice. DBs. They traded up the, yes, sir. to the first pick in the sixth round from uh, southern Mississippi. It's too many of these guys to like tight ends, it was easy. It's too many of these guys take up the whole show. Right. Uh, I haven't been paying a lot of attention to these guys, but 37 is a Scott guy, right? Right. He is nice. I've seen him uh, get beat, recover. I've seen him put hands on people off the line and do, and do a tremendous job. Uh, I think uh, Coach Harris is kind of staying even killed with this kid because when you see this type of talent that's flashing – you want to get hyped up, but wide receivers and corners and diva and offensive tackles out of all the positions in preseason, they get the most ups and downs because one minute you're looking good at tackling, you know, gave up a sack. That right. don't mean you're bad. Right. One minute you, you know, you know, shut a guy down, you know, and that next minute it's a bomb. Right. So you, the, the, the range of emotions are big. So you got to see how these guys work through it. I, I like this kid. I haven't uh, talked much about him, but I just want to see, like De'Ron Bland. Last year, I told Mick, I said, this kid should be starting. I think he should really push Lewis and uh, my other guy, he's no longer with us, my homeboy from Tampa, that I said, this should, kid should be fighting for a starting job. But well, lo and behold, our two guys got hurt, and now he, he had, is the starting he guy. He had to play, right? There's, I don't know if Scott is that good. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what the neat thing about him was is with uh, Diggs missing some of the uh, OTAs mm -hmm. uh, and Gilmore no needing to put him out right. there over. They had Scott working with the first team. Yes. Defense. And, and he made plays. The other guy that's caught their eye is Wanye Thomas, the safety, number 30. Um, I haven't seen much of him, so I can't comment. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's getting opportunities, mm -hmm. him and Bell. Right. at that safety position, especially right. with Donovan Wilson yes, out. So keep an eye uh, on number 30. And a guy that uh, I just thought he was kind of here, here. Mm. Uh, but he's a he's a, a four, fourth-year veteran, uh, Sheldrick Redwine. Okay, and okay. And he's made some plays. Okay. And he was one of the guys that put a lick on uh, someone um, uh, in one of the practices. So... In the scrimmage the other day. Yeah, and yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, well, this guy's an undrafted free. No, he's got three years of experience, so uh, I'll keep a, an eye on him. And then I, I guess we have to, I mean, obviously the running backs, right? The young running backs, Pollard's me, not playing. For me, no. For me, is is Doddle and it's Malik Davis. That That is for me. And now where uh, the other kid that Deuce we draft, Vaughn. where Deuce Vaughn fits in, he fits in. 
But if Tony comes back to form anywhere near 22 touches, whether it's pass or run, no more than 22 touches, you only have six or eight more snaps. Now it's coming to who's the better third down back, who is willing to sacrifice his body to pick up a, a leaking offensive lineman or a blitzing safety or a blitzing linebacker. If you can find that guy between Davis and Dottle, we got our guys. We got our guys. And, do, and I don't induce Vaughn, sir. I wasn't happy when they, when they drafted you, but I, I see you're not a gadget back. I don't like gadget backs. Dottle can be a gadget back. Davis can be – this guy can run the football, and that's what I want, somebody that can run the football and that can block a leak out of the backfield and help Dak with, a, with an outlet pass. I like football players, not gadget players. Well, I would imagine he's going to get a good look. Uh, he's had some runs out here that you go, oh, yes. look at that. We saw it at K-State. Yes. Uh, and uh, we've seen him catch the ball. He catches it awfully well. He's 5'5". Five, five. Yes, and, and we but, can't, he, but he's Mick, always been 5'5". Five, five. Mick, his, his calves is probably wide as your, your body trunk, bro. <laughs> I, 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 I saw, now, please, y'all, y'all are that are vertically challenged. This is no knock. But I saw him sitting up in a sitting in a chair, not sitting up, sitting in a chair, and he was talking to Nick Eatman. And I said, well, who is that guy? They said, that's Vaughn. Everything about him says man. Right. You know, everything about him, body-wise, he's just vertically challenged. Yeah. Like, you know, I was slimly challenged. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, if that's a word, I don't know if how you say fat challenge. I kind of like yeah. it. Yeah. So, he's every bit of a man. So, I, I, let's see. Okay. And there's another guy on the offensive line that I think needs to prove something. Uh, Chuma Adoga. They've got him out at tackle. They're looking for a backup tackle. And I would imagine he's getting a lot of snaps. But I, I, I just see sometimes he's a little slow out there. Am I being too polite? You know what? Sir, we brought you in because you've had more than one year in the league. Right, And right. I expect a little bit better. Yeah. Like, we had a guy here a couple of years ago. He wasn't a great practice player, but he found a way to get through games. So, I just want to see what – We got to see him, right? Yeah, It'll be number 71. Yeah, so maybe he'll – he maybe when his when this lights come on, yeah. he's a different guy. Okay. And that's what I'm hoping for. If not, then I got to pray that uh, Walesco really, really picks it up. I, because we need that swing tackle because Tyron is older. And I love Tyron. And he told me the other day, he said, I'm going to play, every, play as hard as I can, as long as I can, Nate. But the, them days are starting to end. And so uh, we need a swing tackle. We need one desperately. Well, to me, if something happens to Tyron, yeah. Tyler Smith's your left tackle. Right, then Farniak. And, and, and then you got to find me a guard. Yeah, no, we got him, number 68. Yeah, and Farniak. Yeah, right that's, that's our guy. Right. That's our, See, me, I'm not, I'm not wishing for the moon because we don't have that much salary cap. And, and we don't have a trade, and we don't have a salary cap enough to go out and get that elite guy. So it's no and no one's guy. got extra that's offensive linemen. So we right? don't have enough in the draft capital or enough money. So we have to deal with what we have. Develop. Yes. Okay, yes. one more guy before we have to go. Number 83, Jalen Brooks, the wide receiver. If he, if he turned out to be one of those camp – 
highlights. And this is one guy I'm banking on that is going to be our fifth receiver. He can play special teams, and he's willingly playing special teams. He is our fifth receiver. And if anybody go down, he can play all three positions. All he would need now is the experience. And and he he's a, a larger receiver. I think he's 6'3". Six, 6'4". Six, I don't know what he is. He's right? this long. Yeah. yeah. You know, and somebody put, put this on him, and I was like, well, don't do that to this guy. They say, well, he's the next Noah Brown. He right now is a better receiver than Noah Brown. We we are so quick to say who is somebody looks like. Just because he's big, it's yeah. like, oh, he can block. And I always say, I don't want my wide receivers to have to block. Right? Let that be something that is a reward. Yeah, and what extra. I mean by that is, if you block real well, then we'll throw your extra ball. Don't yeah. be like, if you catch the ball, you have a come, blocking is not what I'm getting you. Get for. open and catch the ball. Give right? it to me. Give it to me. Get <laughs> open and catch the ball, All baby. right. Well, you remember that yeah. when you're watching the game on Saturday, 4 p.m. AT&T Stadium. Get open and catch, catch the, the ball. ball. And hopefully Nate Newton and Mickey Spagnola here on Mix Shots got open today and caught the show, right? That's right. All right. We will see you again next Mick Monday shots. from Oxnard, California. And have a good Wednesday. Fan of the year, Nate Newton. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.